Ladies and gentlemen, before we begin this show, I would like to let everyone know if you are listening to this podcast right now, for the next few moments, put the children out of the car. Just completely take the kids and put them out of the car because I don't want nobody coming to the podcast saying, hey, this is crazy. Oh, no. We're telling you a disclaimer ahead of time. Do not let the it's children rated R. listen to this. It's rated R today. It's, it's about to get really explicit right now, bro. <laughs> so, yesterday, I, I, I notice right now I'm not introducing the pod. I'm letting them know this is my segment right here. This is all on me. So, Antonio, you know how you be like, hey, this is him? Let him cook. So, <laughs> I see, you know, I think we all know that the Denver Nuggets won, you know, the NBA championship. I stood up, gave him a round of applause. You know, I mean, great job drafting in, in, you know what I'm saying, in the draft, drafting these guys. That's a great thing, right? Make mm-hmm. all the right trades, right moves. Perfect. So, you know, they, they beat my Lakers. They sw- swept them. Cool. I got no problem with that. When we play like ass, it's fine. I ain't got no problem with that. I can admit that. And then this happened. He came into this world as the son of a coach. But in these playoffs, he became the Lakers' daddy. So I tell you what, NBA, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Who was that? Oh Lord! Oh, he about he about to have to sell the team. So listen, <laughs> here's here's the first thing, bro. Y'all beat the Miami Heat. <laughs> Why are you talking about the Lakers? That's number one. Number two, your team has been ass for years. <laughs> Forty-one years. For forty-one years. Forty-seven. Forty-seven years of ass. There you go. <laughs> you have nothing to show for anything, and this is what you say. So I I, I kind of went off on like a you know like a. I went off a little bit online, and then I, I walked it back. I said I was going to apologize. And the only way that I can really – I can't really say this how I want to say it. So let me let Soldier Boy say what I wanted to say. So just, you know, take out the New Jersey part and insert Denver, and this is how I feel. Because I, I, I wanted to apologize for some of the nasty stuff I said, but then I didn't. So It's your boy, Soldier Boy. I'm going live right now to shout out to all my all my fans in New Jersey. All my people in Denver. I feel like yesterday I overreacted. I'm sorry. On the video. I ain't even watched the video. I just seen the caption that niggas was putting and I went live and went off. Irresponsible. And then I heard that, right? See, look, I'm trying to be nice. He's talking about you banned from New Jersey. Hey, nigga, fuck New Jersey, nigga. We'll come and blow that shit up. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm done trying to apologize. I'm done talking about the shit. Suck my dick, nigga. Fuck New Jersey, nigga. And fuck all y'all fans, nigga. And fuck, suck my dick, nigga. Every time I try to come on here and apologize and keep it right, that's what I'm saying, nigga. Fuck New Jersey. We'll come blow that shit up. We'll come shoot that shit up. Y'all. Hey. Jeez. That's how I feel about Denver now. So I was cool, but that's how I feel about Denver. <laughs> Having said all of that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 172 of the A Square Podcast. We are humbly happy. We are humbly happy to be here today. I am alongside my brother Cornbread, and as you can see, we are also joined by friend of the show, brother of the show, Brown. We here, gentlemen. How are y'all doing? King Brown, go ahead. You the guest, man. What's up? Talk to me, man. I don't know how to top I'm, that, so it, you, you got it, man. I, I'm Egyptian. Ooh. I ain't Gucci. I'm, I'm Egyptian. All right. So where you at, man? Tell the people where you at. Man, I'm in the. I'm not in the Middle East anymore. I'm in North Africa now. Oh, wow. The 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 Egyptian land of the pharaohs. Wow. So how's yeah. that been? It's been a journey. It's been an experience, man. You know, I love traveling the world with my daughter and my family. And it, that's the best part about it. But also getting, I don't believe you should just teach your child with books. 
I believe you should experience those teachings. Why not go look at some of those pictures that you see in those books? You know, be able to touch it, feel it. You get a better understanding from things, man. I don't believe a man is um, judged off his GPA. GPA don't make a man to me. So that's just how I feel. I feel like the most important people are the people that are on the ground with the boots, not the people in the office on the high floor. And I'm always feel that way. What's up, man? Well, before we get into um, everything that you have experienced so far and all that, Antonio, how are you doing, bro? I don't like Target, bro. Uh -oh. I hate Target, bro. <laughs> what? That's where, all the, that's where all the baddies at, bro. What are you uh, talking uh -oh. about? Can't do it, dog. Uh -oh. I just uh -oh. bought a crib. I just went to Target for one thing, bro. That was it. Like... <laughs> so, so Target is the Walmart out there, I bro. just have... I just had to get one thing from Target, bro. We was doing some other errands, me and my son, and I just had to go to Target for one thing, bro. As soon as I walk in, they had a rack of socks, bro. I picked about four or five <laughs> of them socks. I said, let me get these, let me get these. <laughs> mm. I don't buy nothing but socks, if y'all know me, bro. That's all I care about. And then it was downhill from that, man. I spent $135, bro, $135, and I was getting one thing. So that's how I feel. How are y'all, man? Man, um, I'm Bless. on daddy duty, man. I'm on daddy duty, you know. Okay. Um, so uh, the wife and her mother are on a trip together right now. They are in Orlando. Um, they've been gone. They she, She'll be back on Sunday. So it's just me and my daughter, man. And um, let me just say, I want to say F all buttons, bro. <laughs> she she laid the outfits out for me and they got buttons on them and they button from every different angle and I don't mm -hmm. like it bro just give me the zippers let me zip it up let me put the pants on don't these dresses with these buttons it took me thank thank god my daughter got a little patience she she may be a year and a half but she got she got some patience because man I was wrong button here wrong button there it was rough this morning y'all but uh we made it. <laughs> I, I like it. Well, since we here, man, I definitely want to, um, you know, it's going to be a busy weekend this weekend. So we got Juneteenth, you know, um, coming mm -hmm. up for the holiday. It's a, it's a national holiday now, so I don't want to hear, oh, is my work, does my work observe it? Do they observe Christmas? There you go. Do they observe <laughs> Columbus Day? Do they observe New Year's? Do they? Hey, th this is part of it. Right. Live with it, right? And then it's also Father's Day, bro. So I'm always going to shout out Father's Day until I die because we don't get Nathan, boy. So since every we on here. Every we, year rains, bro. Every year rains, man. <laughs> and last year we did, uh, you know, my our my father came yeah. on and blessed the episode um, for our Father's Day episode. So on here, man, I need us to tell us a story about, like, one good story about your kid, man. You, you, you want to go first, Brown, or what y'all want to do, man? Because we got to shout out, shout out the fathers. Sh sh go ahead, Brown. You got it. A uh, good story about my child. Yeah. Uh, shit, man. Um, taking her to Aruba one year, we was swimming in the ocean. This was probably what three years ago, maybe. And we was in Aruba, basically that's South America. Um, she was just floating in the ocean, and she was just like, "Oh man, this is life." And that just blew me away because she understood the 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 sacrifices and the processes that it takes to get to that point in life to be able to see the world outside of your own world and stuff. So she was appreciative, basically, understanding that you got to work hard to have a life like this. So that was a defining moment. And, you know, being here where we are now. I love that, man. DJ, you want to go first? Or, I mean, yeah. next to me. Yeah, man. So I got, um, you know, I'm a very proud father of two. And, uh, um, 200? <laughs> no, bro. Don't ever, don't ever do that. Don't ever I was just asking. Just asking. So, All right, King. Um, <laughs> proud moment for me, uh, in all honesty, would be <clears throat> it's kind of funny and, 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 and crazy at the same time. So, I want to say my in the in my son's first grade. I think he was like in the first grade, and um, <clears throat> I had already got a note from the teacher that he, I'm just putting it out, he stole a book. He stole a book, 
So I already knew the story before he came home, but I, but at that time I was like, I'm finna cook like Tonyo. I'm finna ask every question, and, and I go straight to deep. So as soon as he came, hey man, how was school today? <laughs> he said, fun. We had so much fun. I said, yeah. I said, okay. So what you do? He said, we went to, we we went to we went to look at books. I said, oh y'all was just looking. Did you find one you like? No, I ain't find one I like. I said, no, no books. No, no, no books. I said, oh, okay, okay. Well, maybe next time then. He said, yeah, maybe next time. I said, okay. Hey, let me see your backpack real quick. He said, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have any homework or anything. I said, no, let me see the book. Let me just let me check everything out. You ain't got nothing in there? No papers, no nothing? He said, all you saw was a tear come down. <laughs> he said, I took a book. <laughs> so I, I already knew it, and I was proud of him for telling me that he took the book, you know what I'm saying, at the time, because I felt like, you know, a lot of times kids would try to hide it, hide it, hide it. So it was like a proud moment because I know what I would have done. I would have <laughs> took it to the grave, bro. I would have. No, first of all, I would have had that book in a, in a closet at the school. I'm not bringing it home hide it on the bus or anything but you know he told me and then he told me why he took it and then i found out you know he had a little picture in there man a little picture of a girl and he mm. got in there well first grade and uh mm. I, I i find like i find that story funny and it's a proud moment anyway because it wasn't that he just took a hate arthur book or something like that it was a diary he wrote about a girl in it <laughs> Did he have some type of rap lyric? I don't know what he was talking about in it. But the the point of of it all is that he told me, even though even though he knew he was busted, he told me and he told me why he did it. So and he ain't never sold nothing since that I know of. So, you know. <laughs> God bless. Yeah. Oh blame. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, thank you, DJ. Thank you, uh, Brown. Um, one I would say is one that had nothing to do with me and I really liked it. Where uh, by default, my son, I, I think he's going to be like a teacher. You know, he, he's always been a helper and just assisting, even if he don't know what's going on. So I uh, took him skating for the first time. He was about six or seven years old, you know, and he, he talks just like me. He talks filthy, even though he don't know what he's doing. So he get out there. He's busting <laughs> his ass, boy, falling every two seconds. I thought he tore his ACL about two or three times. I don't understand how kids is limp. <laughs> So limber and stuff like that. They they flexible, boy. I'm like, oh yeah, he 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 out. We go into the emergency room. He get back up and just go. So he can't even skate, and it's frustrating him. But it's it's good frustration, right? Because he's trying to master it. There's a kid that's probably four doing the exact same thing he is. He goes over to the four year old and tries to teach him how to skate. So they both falling, <laughs> get picking each other up, doing this. So it's like, but it, that's a, to me that's amazing that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like if I'm in his shoes, I don't even know how to do this, but I see somebody who needs my help. So let me try to go help him. Right. So that to me, that was a very proud moment of me watching two kids about I'm like, where are your parents at? Because some you about to die, my son about to die. But when you step back and look and say, hey, man, he, he was trying to help that kid to make sure that they were good, too. You know what I'm saying? Showing them that, hey, you got help and assistance. I'm here for you. So I really enjoyed that moment with my son, man. No doubt. No doubt. So well, again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, man. Uh, enjoy it. But also know that all we're going to get is a sock. and uh, <laughs> Thank you. Give me socks. The, I appreciate the, it. The, the $3 Ralph Lauren cologne from uh, uh, Walgreens. <laughs> and we definitely got a cookout. So just well, know well, what it is. Well, cash at me, cornbread1086. On cornbread1086, cash at me. I'll get some socks. Back. To the listeners out there, appreciate y'all. What's your what's your cash app, Brown and uh, DJ? Steven, yeah, go ahead. I am I am DJ Aaron. The link will be in the description more than twice. Yeah, yeah. Steven Steven Gerard Brown. That's all you need to know. That's Full name. So, Full name. So Brown, we about to get to you, but I got a traveling story I need to tell you from a Uber rider before we get started, bro. Go ahead. So um, we're 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 in the car. We're riding. And I see, uh, I see a billboard, and the billboard says Everest. Um, and there's a guy. He said I climbed Everest, but he was blind. And I was looking at it, and I was like, "That's weird." Like, you know, he 
went up there, but he can't see. But it's more about the accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'm, really, I'm really big on, I don't know why people call me weird or whatever, but I have a thing about Ma- Mount Everest, bro. I will watch any documentary, anything <laughs> to come out about it. I know so much about this place, right? So <clears throat> as I said that term, like, that was a little weird, but, you know, it's about the experience. She says, yeah, I can't wait to climb it. I said, oh, yeah, you are, uh, so you, you're a climber. That's what you like. You like mountains? She said, not really, but, I mean, that's bucket list. I said, okay, well, you know, what? tell me about it. Tell me what you're going to do. She said, I'm just going to go there and start climbing. I said, answer. you can't just go there and start climbing. Like, you can't do that. She was like, why not? Yes, you can. It's just a mountain. Uh-uh. I said, well, you have to have clearance from the government. You have to have <laughs> extreme experience doing this. She was like, no, I don't think so. But my parents also said that I probably can't go because they said I'd be wasting my money. I said, how old are you? She said, I'm 25. I, I said, you know, you go to the U of I, you go here. She said, yeah, I'm a law student. Now, I'm thinking to myself, you're a law student. Uh, you saying this dumb shit to base. So as I'm trying to explain to him, I'm like, you have to fly to a base camp. You started the base camp. Fly to a camp? I said, all right, I'm done, bro. And now, so when you talking experience, Brown, and you talking about like how you take your daughter to these places to have her experiences, I have so much uh, uh, love for you doing that because there's people out here who don't know nothing, bro. Yeah, they don't. They don't know anything outside of just seeing something on TV or being told mm-hmm. what something is. And I realized mm-hmm. that, man, all of our lives we've been told what mm-hmm. something is from the beginning. When I was just a child on TV, they showing African villages of children with bugs on their face and all this stuff. And they mm-hmm. made us believe that's Africa. Not just the mm-hmm. village. They made us believe that that's Africa. And that is yes. not the case. So not, not. T- tell us about your experience so far, the trip over there, mm-hmm. man. Break it down for us, bro. Well, as you know, we went to Dubai first. Right. You know, because we Dubai, Dubai is the um, city of the future. Yeah. Um, they're, they're so far ahead of so many cities and the way they operate, the, the construction, the architect behind all their building, their buildings, and just just everything, man. Like it's it's crazy. So stayed in Dubai for about um, four days, and we came to Egypt oh, wow. and stuff. So coming to Egypt, it's a it's a flip, total flip than Dubai. So Dubai is the city of the future in the Middle East, now we're the, um, the north of Africa in Cairo, uh, Egypt. So so we're here to see the pyramids because it's so close to uh, Dubai. And my daughter, she, you know, she's, she's into all this travel. She's into seeing things physically and getting there and can explain to you what she's looking at. So normally time, or most of the time when we're in, groups and going through a tour or something like we we just came from Paris for her birthday so we was in a tour group there and it was probably 60 of us in that group going to see the Eiffel Tower and the tour guy was asking questions and my daughter out of all those 60 people she's on answering the questions and everybody's looking at her like because I taught her to do your research do do your due diligence so you're not looking like an idiot or ass just talking out the side of your neck. And you'd be surprised how many people don't know what you know and you answer the question for them. And you become the most popular person in the room. But, you know, don't want don't be the po- most popular person in the room. Just be the person in the back of the room sitting and monitoring everybody because that's my um, take on things in life. Um, but... We got here, got to see the pyramids. We made it fun, made it a journey, man. Did our own private investigation of those pyramids. Y'all believe aliens are humans built them? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking. Because as a person who is a documentary uh, person, I, I personally believe that there was a being that taught 
mm-hmm. the people there how how to do it, and I think that they knew why they were. I, I don't know <clears> if they knew why exactly they were doing it, but I believe that there's a being that was that was teaching them mm-hmm. how to do that because it doesn't make any other sense, really. And I and I believe there are giants before us, so yeah, that's why it's real easy yeah. for them to move the the stones and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So that's what I believe. Exactly. So sitting my daughter up to next one of them stones myself sitting next to one of them stones, I was like, ain't no way in hell. I'm sorry, dog. Ain't no way in hell. They either some super ass humans back then, yeah. but ain't no way in hell. I don't care how many humans picking this damn stone up and placing this shit symmetrically perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, I got pictures of them, their lines of motherfucking, this with your own eyes now, books. Right. The lines are straight with no no tools that we use today to cut stone to make it that damn straight. That <laughs> shit was shh. I was like, impossible, dog. Impossible. And then you get to see the great pyramid of Giza with your own eyes, lay your eyes on it, touch it, and be like three three thousand, four thousand, five thousand years ago, this pyramid was built. And it's still standing to the day. And just on this day, I'm here in person. I can't go in it because they're doing renovations. It's like, oh, no, Brown coming. Brown yeah, is yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> so they knew I was coming. So I was just like, oh, they closed that shit because I was coming. You know, <laughs> I'm going to be in there like, oh, they go to, they go to Clue right there. Yeah. But we was ready. But you could go in the second um, pyramid. But we had a tour guide here. I arranged that and also arranged got they this is the gritty part about Egypt that they don't talk about on the um show. But so you got when you're the world traveler, you got to know people. You gotta have people that's from those areas get like have build relationship with them. So I got us to a guy and also armed security because it's dangerous over here. Real dangerous. Like the whole they got Old Egypt, old Egypt, and New Egypt. See, New New Egypt is being built up right now. It's being more modernized, make it look like it's more suitable for tourists to come here instead of make it feel like back home. But old Egypt, <laughs> think about a whole goddamn city as the projects in New York. Wow, the whole city, not just a section, the whole city. And I'm and I'm telling you. When I when I verbally say out my mouth, America is the greatest country on the earth because I've traveled the world. And I'm going to say it every time. America is the greatest country on earth because of the littlest things. I don't care about all the other problems. I don't care how one person may feel about what's going on in America. The littlest things that other people go through in other countries we have them as our freedoms, and those are the freedoms that we are granted that they do not have, which makes America the greatest country on earth. <clears throat> leaving leaving the airport out of Egypt, we couldn't get go out, step out the inside of the airport onto the sidewalk outside without permission wow. to get you on can't our. Step in the street, but, you said exactly the sidewalk from the airport. And I was like, America's great country on the earth. I can mm-hmm. go to the airport. I can walk out that motherfucker without any permission. give you the permission, though? God? The, the, no, the, the authority the figures. <laughs> the authority figures at the airport. Okay. The authority figures at the airport. Being in France, I, I think it's the one of the dirtiest cities in the world, but I love I loved going to experience in the, the Can't be more dirty than New York, bro. It's, it's just like it's just like New York. It, oh. That's where New York gets his style from. I'm trying to get out of that. I go, I go there, and I, I'll be ready to go. So, so <laughs> I compare these places, and I'm like, New York, New York, and Paris are just alike. I see why they went to New York and settled in New York first. Okay. They made they made old Europe look like New York City. Where they made New York City look like the old Europe. Yeah. It's just where they settled first when they came to America, up north. So. Perfectly fine, but places I'll never come back to. I will advise, I have a travel agent business. I, I will advise people now. Oh, Steve, I want to go to Egypt. Go to Dubai, go 
go somewhere else that's close by to your destination. And because Egypt is two hour and a half flight from Dubai. Fly to Egypt and one day go see the pyramids, get the hell out of Egypt. Because nothing else to do but look at the pyramids. And it's a it's a big ass project. You think, and, you think the people you do you think the people that are that are there when you say the big projects, right? You know how you mm-hmm. go to New York and everybody be like, Man, I wanna go to Harlem so that I can uh you know what I'm saying get this barbecue or I wanna go to you know what I'm saying, go to the Bronx. Like yeah. Like when you go to these places, do you, we look at them like, oh man, Biggie came from here, and you know what I'm saying, Jay Z mm-hmm. came from here, Puff came here, all this type of stuff. But there, the people that live there is like, bro, this is not, <laughs> this is not a tourist spot. So, like, they don't like that, bro. So yeah. So just like I keep saying, I'm and I'm downplaying it, saying like the whole old Egypt is like a project you might see in the city, and you'd be like, oh, I wouldn't live there. But now intensify that project with half of the building gone. And it's still people on the other side of the building in their apartments. Oh, wow. This is what I'm talking about with my own eyes. I ain't reading it from no book. So you can't tell me that it ain't true. Oh, it's true, motherfucker. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't live here. Wow. Like, hands down. Like, going to the markets, it's certain markets and certain spots in Egypt that they take you to and stuff, but you wouldn't want to shop there. They force their sale on you. I almost had to get into a couple altercations with telling them, stop touching me, stop grabbing me. Don't touch my daughter. Don't touch my wife. Or it's going to be a problem. Don't ask, don't force, don't tell. If I want that shit, I buy that shit. Like, that's just how I am. But when you start grabbing, I'm finna make you understand this ain't no weak game right here. Yeah, fine. So, so, to me, Egypt is not where it's at. To me, when people say, Egyptians say that, oh, we're not African, we're better than Africans. That's all the mindset that they was taught. Mm. It's bullshit. This place is bullshit. The the most civilized individual wouldn't want to move here. And, Hands down. And is that based off of like you said their situation? So are you blaming the people or are you blaming the country? No, no. I'm blaming the country. I'm okay. blaming. Well, that's, a, well, that's all I was getting at. Cause I'm like, some yeah. of it could be a product of their environment. They can't control mm-hmm. that they are born into poverty. They can't get good jobs. They can't, like you said, they they live in a. And, <laughs> I got I half a room, and another one is blown up. Like you know, what I'm saying but, so. But, that's then, good. but then when you say that, yeah, we can't. We don't choose how we're born or what we're de- what cards we're dealt with. But then when you, when an American says, "Yeah, Egypt is in Africa. This is a part of Africa," but an Egyptian will tell you out their mouth, "Oh, we're not African." It's like they're shunning the people in the south of the continent of Africa, saying we're better than them. Then you come over here and you like, how? What the fuck is better? What is better? And they probably ain't even seen a map, low key. They just told that shit. They just told that shit. They they can't tell you where Egypt is on a map. That's what I'm saying. You come over here and you just like, what the hell is better? Like, come on, like, you got the Great Pyramids of Giza here. I'm like, and if maybe you think that's I'm why wrong, they feel like they better. They maybe they maybe they feel like they God's chosen. Well, we were. I tour God told us, you know, they felt like that's the center of the universe, the center of the earth, yeah. Egypt. Back in the day, they felt like it was the center. The Nile River split it the two mm-hmm. sides. You had two kings at one time, the, um, the south and the north, and one king unified them to make great Egypt. Then they separated again. Then they came back together again. Then they were conquered and all that stuff. Like we, he told us the whole breakdown, man. And the culture is rich. It's very rich in how they their culture is, and you know we get told the story of what happened to the Egyptians or the, who occupied the pyramid. They never went nowhere. They're still here. Wow. They, they they're still here, bro. 
<laughs> like mm-hmm. they, I asked that question and he was like, "We're still here." Hmm. So we talked and about it, what we we talked about. You know what? You know Antonio, how he feels about you know who built them, how I felt about who built them. You like, but what are the the people there? Because I mean this. Some information has got to be passed down from so, generation to generation. I want to know what they believe. So I felt so I you know I feel like the aliens built them shits, but the, the people, the locals here, they say their people built them. That that the first king, the great temple of Giza, that was his temple to be buried in. Then the the next biggest one, his son built. His son died before he could finish his own, you know, shrine. And then his son built the third next biggest pyramid that's right next to it. He finished his and also finished his father. So they all three could be complete. That was the story I was told by a tour guide. He's an Egyptian tolerance too. The word chemistry comes from the Egyptian word chem. Chemis, um, it's a city in Egypt, and that's where the word chemistry comes from. Um, all of the fragrances in the world, from your best colognes, all that stuff, comes from a process that they got from Egypt long time ago. How they make fragrances? They take the flower and they squish the flower, get all the oils out, and strain it, and then next thing you know. They have the oil straight from that flower, and then they go through a fermenting process where they bury it in a bury it underground in a jar for I don't know how many years they said, but it it ages the fragrance and turns it into a cologne oil without the alcohol, which lasts longer, which more potent, and all this good stuff. We got explained to the flower of Egypt, the, the lotus flower. Is the mm-hmm. flower of Egypt, and it does a whole bunch of things. You can make paper from it, you can make the fragrance from it. It's healing, got healing powers, it's um, meditation powers, migraine powers. And we saw the flower, it only grows by the Nile River. Wow. It's not exported, it's not exported out because that's their flower, they live and die by it. All that being said, that's my. <laughs> That's my review of Egypt. Basically, I I never come back here. <laughs> I know um you talked about the food in Paris that it wasn't uh you said it wasn't good in Paris or no, it wasn't no just, seasoning. That's what I'm saying. So right. So so tell us a little bit about um you already talked about Dubai last time. So how was the food in um Egypt, man? Like the food you you went the to food the market. Egypt. How was it? Yeah. The food in Egypt good. You know, they eat a lot of fruit, um bread rice, jasmine rice basically, you know, they put a lot of um, assortments in their rice you know, to flavor it up but their meats, you know, they don't eat pork here because they're Muslim countries so mm-hmm. <clears throat> they substitute their bacon with beef slices, chicken, lamb and they eat a lot of seafood here I think they overcook the seafood here, but there's no hair there, but their lamb is pretty good. Their beef is pretty good. Their chicken, their chicken is pretty good. Is you know, it's not. It's more spicy on the spice side, basically, because that Arabian mm-hmm. style of cooking. That's just how they cook. But it was pretty. It was decent. One bad. It was edible. It, it was savoring. So we enjoyed that. But and then you of course did, I'm. Uh... You did the uh, y'all went out there on the um, what do they call the four wheelers? Y'all was out there in the like desert, right? buggies or something? Yeah, yeah, doom buggies. <laughs> there you go. So that was in that was that was in Dubai. Oh, okay. We, okay, rode, okay. we rode the doom buggies there, four wheelers and the camels, and in the vehicle we rode the doom sand the sand dunes. Right. So you get to do that all in Dubai. It's all a part of the Sahara Desert. It's a vast, dry place. Like it's hot as hell, too, boy. Boy, boy, what? <laughs> boy, boy, boy! It was so hot in Dubai. Got. I'm talking about. Got out the plane. That shit didn't hit you till you stepped outside, bro. Like, like I'm like, boy, yeah, back in Dubai. Soon we step out of the airport, boy. 110 degree dry ass heat. I was like, 
boy, what is this? I was like, when it's hot last time I came to Dubai. So I was like, I know this shit cooking. I know Egypt on fire. So <laughs> we get to Egypt. We get to Egypt, and it's cool as hell in Egypt. So, which, to their defense, I believe aliens built the pyramids. Um, conspiracy theory, I'm going to stick by that. I don't think nobody, humans, could have picked up them boulders and did all that symmetry stuff just by hand. They probably was getting whipped. Who knows? That's what we were told. But to their defense, Egypt is not hot as one would think. It had a fucking breeze. So I'm out there trying to pick up rocks and stuff. I'm like, oh shit, it's a, it's a breeze out this motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so it could, humans could have this. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as hot as you thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, so, so they get one point. That's they stupid. Get what did they ever say why the pyramids were built? I mean, I know you said the folk tale is you know, um, you know, kind of like a shrine, but what's the point of the pyramid? I don't, I don't get it. Is, is it, it a house? It, what is it? Like, it, it's not, is no, it a it's club? a burial. It's, it's a, a burial. Chamber. It's a burial chamber to goddamn get you closer to the gods to the afterlife. Because yeah. they believe so, they believed in like when you are. Like that, that, if you want to call it a tomb, whatever you want to call it, like they believe all their belongings was put in there as well, right? So, yeah, they, like everything that they had is put in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, when I was, that's when I was doing like research, watching documentaries, like everything. That's why they, to this day, they still haven't been able to go through all the chambers in the, you know, in the pyramids, which. Is I won't say it's odd, but it's just like, man, y'all been studying this stuff for years and years and years, and y'all still ain't been able to get to these places. Were they able to tell I mean, you anything about that? Because yeah, because the shafts in them, the shafts were not made for. They didn't. They didn't make these things for people to come visit, like a grave site, back in the day. Uh, like oh well, like we do now. So basically, they made these things, and it was like, okay, um, we're only making it where you can walk from, slide the dog on, um, what is it called, the uh, sarcophagus in. Okay. That so a human, a human body, like we understand now, couldn't walk in those, those channels that they made to put the uh, slide the bodies down in. Because basically, I wanted to go in the Great Pyramid each because it uh, has he the king built three rooms, mm. so the his main resting place was at the bottom of the the um, the pyramid. He didn't like that, so he made a second room, which is in the middle of the pyramid. Mm. But he liked that one, but then he said, "I want to be closer to the gods." So that's where you get the third room from in the Great Pyramid, um, Giza. So that's why it's three rooms in that pyramid. And that's why it's three different rooms. He wanted to be closer to the gods when, and then probably easier to get to them, to the afterlife. Because everybody had to be judged in the afterlife before you can go to paradise for eternity in the Egyptian culture. <laughs> and you'll be judged by a feather. <clears throat> Yeah, so let's let's go down that rabbit hole then. So mm-hmm. if if I'm the king of Egypt and I'm mm-hmm. having people build this pyramid for me, basically, I'm whipping mm-hmm. them, killing them, doing all this crazy yeah. shit, not feeding them because I want to yeah. get closer to the gods. But yet, I think in my head, I'm going to get judged positively. Well, think about this, Antonio. They, they take- think about this. Um, People had the Bible. They gave the Bible to slaves. <laughs> it said, "Live by mm-hmm. this, you know, such as of this is God. You go, you go to, you go to heaven if you do whatever, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff." But then they had them in the in the in the fields beating them. As I rape you, <laughs> as, as I and, rape but, you but and your family. Also, you know, we 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 have a different picture story of slavery. Oh yeah, of course. Versus America, right? Didn't slavery how it was back then, like. That was the thing back then to have an indentured servant. Mm. That's your slave. And it was agreed upon. That's how that indentured servant paid his debt 
in most battles back in the day, if you was captured, you knew you was going oh, yeah, yeah, to eternity as a slave, an indentured mm-hmm. servant. And that's who built pyramids, those people. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, oh, we found you, we stole you, and blah, 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 oh, we paid for you. No, you lost the game, and now this is your, your eternity punishment, or you can work out of it. Understand. That's how it was. So, and of course, they probably had people out not caring about you because you're an indentured servant. So that's just how it was back then. So we we got we we can't just look at slavery as the picture that we endured in America because it wasn't. All. So, but and I agree with you too because I asked that question myself. This is the judgment hall. Where you cross the river of the dead, you're taken across it, and you're going to be judged with a feather. Your organs are taken out. You're being mummified. Your organs are being taken out. The only organ that goes back into mommy's body is his heart because he has to go through the um, river of the dead and go to be judged. He's going to take out his heart. He's gonna wear it on the scale because all all the all the gods are just gonna ask you to step forward and put your heart on the scale, because anybody could be asked, "Did you live righteous? Were you a righteous man, a fair man? Was you good?" Anybody can say, "Yeah, you know why?" Because the mind, the mind can be deceived. The mind can deceive other minds, um, but the heart. The heart weighs heavy when you know you did wrong in it without saying a word. The war, the heart can flourish knowing that I was righteous I, without saying a word. So you have to take out your heart, put it on the scales of justice, and weigh it against the feather of truth. If the feather goes down, that means your heart is lighter than the feather. The feather is heavier than your heart. This man has been honest. This man has been true. He may enter with the 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 um they call it the unk. As you can see, the y'all know what the unk is, right? They sold you that when they grabbed you, or they put it on you. Oh, they put it on you. That's why you mad. <laughs> no, I, I took it. I took it. Uh, I said for my troubles. They said, "Come here, little nigga." They said, yeah, "Come here." Yeah, for my troubles. <laughs> now, I like now, it though. I like it. I maybe, like it. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they really didn't uh, judge it by the heart though, because I would have manipulated my way into heaven. I'd have been like, "You see, hey. hey, you you about to judge me by the feather?" But what <laughs> I heard was the birds of a feather. They flock together. And can I get an amen on that one? So you know, the, so you know the guy who. Helped you with your travels down through there was Horus. Uh, yeah. Not not Horus. Um, yeah, Rod. Yeah, Rod the Sun guy. So Horus, okay. the one who carried you down. There. If you tried that, he probably would slice you in half, and you your soul would be in limbo. Damn, but I'm already dead, fam. Uh, yeah, I don't think you want to go limbo. Oh yeah. Okay. But so so if your heart was limbo, hit, like it, no internet. Like you, yeah, you just stuck in the house. <laughs> if if your heart was heavier than the other. They would be like, "Oh, you don't get the key of the unk to open the door to the paradise." But a serpent comes with the head of a crocodile and the body of a lion and eats your heart, and you go to uh, spend eternity in limbo. Wow, forever. So you talked about the pyramids. What about the Sphinx, though? Like, did you how you how you feel about all that? we, We had the opportunity. Great. Pyramid of Giza wasn't open for restoration purposes. Uh, it was bull crap. I said it. I told him it was bull crap. Y'all knew what <laughs> I was coming. coming. Yeah, yeah. Brown coming. He gonna find some shit. So the second pyramid, and they was like, "You going that one?" I was like, "Shit." Um. All right. They was like, "But it's real small. It's not like open spaces. You gotta bend down, crawl in the shafts." I was like, "Fuck all that," because I ain't trying to do all that. So we you went see, to the Tokyo, Sphinx. Right there. Right there. If if giants built them, who they built that stuff for the little people See? to go in? Giving you clues, for son. The, for the little people to go in and, it, I mean. <laughs> or maybe or maybe the giants were the indentured servers, servants. So I think. I they, think... Mind, they, mind, they, they had a mind capacity. <clears throat> I'm bigger than them. I could take them over. 
That could be too. So yeah. I look at it as, the, I, to me, that's the Giants' house, bro. That's how I look at it. They building <laughs> they shit. Yeah, true. Like yeah, so, true. so kind of like how we build TPs, huts, and all this shit. Like that's for the, us. They building this shit for them. Like they trying to. They got. They, they got need protection, bro. They in a desert, my nigga. Like what you think? I don't want this heat either. Let me build it, man. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, sh- kid, come home, man. What you do there, all pop, man? I just built this damn crib. What you mean? Like you better get your ass in and do this homework. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they built this boy. Come on, bro. Ain't no technology, bro. They built. It. Um, <laughs> they had a uh, little. Uh, what's a dolly? They had a little dolly out there. Pick that shit up. Put it up. That's what I'm saying, bro. They said. We went to the Finks as well. The Finks is that that's crazy and by itself, but I think they said the Finks was for made for um so it was right in front of the Nile River. You gotta understand the Nile River used to cross right by those great pyramids of Egypt. I'm talking about right by it. Mm-hmm. And the Finks was the gateway to the Nile River. Like the boats could come and dock right in front of the Finks. Oh wow! So so when you look at a picture now, you be like, "Ain't no goddamn river was right there." Right. But you, that's what I'm saying. You go see for yourself, and you can see goddamn where the ship would dock at, right by the thing's feet. Wow. A dried up river is right there, bro. And they come in with their ships, the um, the quarries, and goddamn walk up and go into the bottom of the things and go up. And it just take you all the way up to the great pyramids of Giza. And then the hood, like, the, and then the hood, the people, the whole hood show up, huh? The whole I guess hood. So. <laughs> but it, it's just crazy. You when you're going through the corridors at the bottom of the fence, yeah. on the side of it and in front of it, they built channels underneath that thing. So it was like temples underneath it, columns. You walk through the door, it was col- It's like. Eight columns in a row, three columns of eights, and they all perfectly symmetrically placed in goddamn the right position, bro. Like you can measure it, and goddamn they all the same distance. It had to be a female did that. Man, I don't know. <laughs> a male didn't do that shit, bro. They bro were, man, they were like, man, that shit done. I'm tired, bro. Bro, the blocks, the blocks. <laughs> I don't know what they use to cut them. That's what I keep telling y'all. These stones. They are big and heavy. Like, they are goddamn right on top of each other in thin-ass lines between each brick. That's That's how crazy. And I was just like, yo, this is impossible to not have modern technology to cut a a stone this precise. And then when it curves, it's like you're going around a curve in a room, the stone goddamn curves. I was like, okay, I'm seeing it for myself. I'm seeing my own eyes. And then got the we got to go to the museum of Egypt, the museum of Egypt and actually see King's Tut goddamn tomb. Like his well, his own sarcophagus. Right. The three gold sarcophagus. When I tell you it is magnificent, dog. To the craftsmanship, the artwork, and you just like Bruh, who plans their their life in after death in this detail? And and it, I'm assuming because it's so um it's so like personal for them. I'm assuming that you probably couldn't take pictures inside anyway. Oh, right? yeah, you can. You could take pictures all over the museum, but that one room with his stuff at, you can't take no pictures. Right. But I was just like. This is crazy. They put this man in a sarcophagus <laughs> that's shrined in gold, grab, close that sarcophagus, put him in another sarcophagus. What? Hold up. Mummified his body, put his mask on. That's gold. Put him in the sarcophagus, seal him in that one, put that sarcophagus in another sarcophagus. That's all gold. Pick that one up and put it in another sarcophagus. Jesus. With just the face of that sarcophagus. I just believe he was the devil, bro. I think they was trying. I believe in the, the mummy. 
I believe in the, the, the movie The Mummy. I believe, hey, once that cast, don't Where's the rock at? Where's the rock at? Huh? Bro, we need the only person that can fix this is Brandon Fraser, bro. Brandon Fraser and The Rock. The ever rock since he it. played that movie, ever since he played in the in the, in the two movies or whatever, mm-hmm. we ain't seen Brandon Fraser since then. Bro, it was, it was, it was mind-boggling, brother. He Crazy. had a staff. He had a, a dagger, bro. King Tut had a dagger. That he carried with him everywhere. They say this shit was all gold. They say it would cut through the hair on your head without any pressure. That's how sharp it was. And they had it right there next to his sarcophagus. Looked like the thing was just made. Wow. That's how. That's how sharp you could see the edge. I know. I know my knives. That damn edge. I was like, bro, if you touch that shit, that shit gonna cut your hand clean off. That shit is still sharp to this day. I said that's impossible. Now that's some alien shit. <laughs> but crazy. it was it was just cool. It was just dope. And from there, from there, flower, the the country's mascot flower, the um, lotus. Lotus, yeah. That they. They make medicine from it. They make fragrance from it. They make paper from it. They make the shoes that they wear, the flip-flops from it. Shoes all the way back, 3,000, 6,000 years ago, flip-flops. They have those in the museum, and they look like the average average flip-flops to today. So who invented flip-flops then? How are they getting... Credit for this. Now they got an LLC on this. That don't make sense. That's what I, I asked them the same thing. I said, bro, that flip flop. That flip flop. Come on, bro. I'm about to look like this up. Flip flop in today's society. It's plagiarism, bro. And our tour guide said that too. He was like, exactly. So who, who invented the flip flop? Because I'm talking about, bro, that it was magnificent and perfectly made. For your right foot and your left foot. All right, so now nah, we good. We good. Hold on, hold on. Oh, you found the owner? So, the- so it's two things. So it says the ancient Egyptians created the flip-flop back in um, 1,500 B.C. So they do get credit. But somebody patented it in Uh-oh. 1918. So that's the thing. There were no rules that's back then. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. There were no rules. It's You make something for everybody, and we all could benefit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as America says, watch this. <laughs> I'm going to get this money on this. What? Everybody do the Usher shit. Bro. <laughs> 1918, the patent was created for flip flops. Hey, man. Tell me about what So, what's the next move, man? Where are you guys headed from there? Uh, what's the journey back? What's going on? Oh, well, we're still on this pilgrimage. Um, we're going back to Dubai. In the um, tomorrow afternoon, uh, have a little quick lay over there. We're gonna chill there for a while, and then we're gonna head back to the states, man. The USA, and I've been gone long enough, man. It was a pilgrimage that I appreciated, that I wanted, that I needed. I always felt connected to Egypt, and my daughter, she does deep research for her age, she does extensive research, and we completed this journey, man. Like. It's one in the book for us. It goes in the goes in our book. Our scrapbook, pictures, items that we collected, grains of sand that we collected, chips of all chips of the doggone blocks that made the doggone pyramids. So I try to take everything. Wherever I go, I try to take something back. Oh yeah. To um, say I've been there, I've done that. You know, we can take many pictures, but I like to take Physical, tangible thing. Yeah. So my daughter does that. So for our listeners, for our listeners, I know um, one thing that we didn't talk about is the financials. So um, I know you got hookups and no different things and different deals and stuff like that. So just tell us, I guess, um, the minimum and maximum you would think to make this trip possible, right? Like there's some people on here who don't really have money, but they might want to go. So, you know, what's some deals or what should they look for? And then if they want to ball out, what what some things they could do as well? Yeah, so like I said, my whole aspect in life is giving back to people and making people dreams their reality, man. Because black people, for some reason, we feel like 
to me, this is me, I don't know how anybody else feels, but black people feel like it's the white man holding me back. It's the, I can't do this because of that. Or I, I, I didn't have this opportunity because I didn't have a father in my life or my mother was this or my mother was that. Nobody loved me. That's all BS to me. And I always call it BS because I come from Southwest Atlanta. You're not supposed to make it out of Southwest Atlanta. Look at me today. I have friends that are from Southwest Atlanta. You guys are from Chicago. You're definitely not supposed to make it out where we come from. And you can hear it all the time. Oh, no, nothing good comes from that side of town, which is a lie. The city of Atlanta's mayor is Mayor Dickens, who went to Mays High School, who's from Adamsville, who grew up on Cascade Road, the same neighborhood. And I'm from all that. So when people say it's impossible, I tell them, no, it is very impossible. It's called planning. It's called organizing. It's called having a, a structured plan and guiding yourself to the light at the end of the tunnel. Staying focused, getting the people that are not important out of your sight, out of your vision, out of your way. And that's just the way it got to be. This trip was like $3,500 for one person. So if you can't just cough up $3,500 in four months, three months, two months before the date of the trip, you plan ahead. So year in advance, you say, I want to go to Egypt. And you get with somebody like me, Brown and Associates, and I say, what's your budget? Uh, well, how much is the trip? Well, how much are you willing to spend? And we'll get to how much the trip is. Because right. I'm going to try to make this happen for you no matter what. Because people need to see from their, for their own eyes to formulate their own opinion. Can I translate what Brown just said to the listeners out there? Please Don't do. be telling me you want five-star everything but your budget is is 250 dollars, bro that's, exactly. that's what he's saying exactly it, if you want to go cool you can go over on spirit you can stay in this two-star you can eat ramen noodles but you there how much do you exactly. value being there right so that's what he's saying i i got you i got you bro exactly. i was getting that i was getting that because i had a situation <laughs> like that before where i say what's your budget oh i ain't got no budget bam cool no problem don't yeah. tell me that you know me and Tony. Don't tell me that because I ain't got no budget. Yeah, <laughs> So I go, I come back to him with the plan. Bah bah bah, boom, got you in this, got you in that. You doing this? Da 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 da. Hit a hit a price. Oh, uh, no. But that, what you be doing that? <laughs> you be nah, doing that do, is crazy. Yeah, that's it. Nah, I don't do this. But you said you had no budget. I don't do I this. Got no budget. You say you had no budget, so you know maybe that, that's what they really that's meant. The... I don't have a budget. I don't have yeah. a budget. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I balled you out. Yeah. I balled you out. Bessie thing. So I do that on purpose though, to let people know if you don't have a budget, this is how far you can go with this shit extreme. Then they come they come back with, okay, I get you, Steve. This is my budget. Now we talking. Now I can work some magic. Now I can set a plan together. What day, give me your budget, what date you're trying to go, and I give you realistic numbers on when you need to go. Gotcha. Okay. So I tell people, this is your budget. Do you have that at your disposal right now to get to Dubai, $3,500, plus Egypt, adding on to that? Do you have, no, I don't have $3,500. All right. What will put you in a bind if I ask for this amount every two weeks when you get paid? Oh man, you I can't I, I can only spend a hundred dollars. That tells me how much time you need to build up for this trip. So you need a year in advance to build up for this trip to save $150 out of each paycheck. By the time your trip comes. You paid off your trip and have money to spend to buy souvenirs or what extra you want to do, uh, um, safaris, excursions, all that stuff that I'm going to add on to it. And now guess what? You ain't had to worry about it because you weren't stressing about it because you was able to afford the trip. I tell people all the time, if you're going to take a credit card out to pay for a trip, don't go on the trip. Mm. That don't make no damn sense. 
you're paying, you're getting in debt to go on the trip. Why not just plan for the trip, save your money, and you stress free, you worry free, or you can get with Brown and Associates, pack and go travel, and I can show you how you can get paid by traveling for yourself without booking that. one, without booking one person's travel. You can just join. What I'm talking about, you can just join this business and just join it for yourself to make money off your own self. How many man. people won't do that though? Nobody want to do that. They get they go on deaf ears right there. No, I, Pete, that's and that'd be part of the problem too. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, I love it, man. Well, I, uh, hey, uh, you know, we definitely appreciate you for coming on to the show and breaking all this down. As always, uh, man, safe travels back, bro. I'll be there next week. So, uh -oh. uh, you know, hopefully oh, we can link up. Oh, oh yeah, we're going we're gonna to definitely link up. You know, I work at Graveyard Ship now. Motherfuckers. Eyes be low, bro. My eyes be low when I get home, bro. You motherfuckers be got, they killing me, cuz. <laughs> you starting to sound like Tonio now. Check him out. This is crazy. This is crazy. It's crazy, bro. I don't know what time of day it is no more, bro. All I know is I wake up and I'm back in the goddamn business. <laughs> hey, man. Like Facts, bro. Safe, tra safe travels back, man. Keep us posted. And Antonio, you got anything else for the people, man? What do you always tell the people? Yeah, um, stay away from Zion Williamson. I wanted to get into that, but man, I she, oh lord, I wanted to get into it, but I can't because it's not a closed case. She's still tweeting. It's live, bro. Rip me out the plastic. Rip me out the plastic. I'm acting brand new. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, y'all y'all think I'm joking. She to this moment right now, she's still she's still going. Oh she love that man, dog. This this is real love. No, this that this that that paycheck club. It's that paycheck love. She don't want to do porn no more. It was her way out. Hey. He Somebody can't. need to grab Zion Williams and got they shoot him up Memphis. Uh, shoot him up Memphis. He just got twenty five games too. Oh, uh, he gonna get more than that. It came out. No, it just came out today. Oh, oh, dang. Twenty. That's yeah, it. Twenty five. Mm -hmm. Oh, he gonna do it again. Oh, <laughs> he gonna do it again. <laughs> hey, and, and, and we say as Zion learned his lesson, he's still texting her. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Bro, and he she just putting him out there. I bet you they like stop texting her, dummy. Bro, she's showing your business. <laughs> Yo, we'll we'll cover that on, on next week's pod because somebody's Twitter has gotta get shut down because I ain't never seen nothing like this. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, what the new meme they got for uh John Randy or uh, Zion Williams? Oh, Y'all saw that shit called. on Facebook. Oh, guns oh guns and buns or something? Yeah, guns, guns and, and buns. <laughs> I said, man, but the internet ain't lost. Hey, never took a L. It, it'll never stop I either, bro. Said, I said, bro, they hey, they need to they need to hold them young men tight, bro. And you would think, and, and you would think, like, well, this is 2023, bro. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care about none of that. It's like, bro, stop texting these people. You see, they screenshot you. They screenshot you already, and you still send them. At, I, I don't understand it. Hey, bro, I, don't put a gun in the, you know, in the camera. You good, bro. You can drink. We can do whatever you want to do. Gun. Like, well, see, and I don't, so I don't understand why people delete the stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro. you put it out, it's a wrap. As soon as you put yeah. it out there, it's already out there. So you might as well get the credit for it. You might as well get the views and everything else, monetize off of it. So, because deleting is relevant. Antonio, we got Brown froze on the screen, man. That means that the Egyptians didn't heard everything that he had to say, mm -hmm. the aliens have heard everything he has to say. So, with that being said, did aliens let you back? The yeah, the aliens let me back. They saw, they heard I was talking about that. They was like, "Boy, I, you know, I got, I felt something fly by my window last." Shit, I was like, my, my, "My goddamn eye was like this, the red and white, like an eye." <laughs> Looking out the window. Hilarious, man. Who, who that? <laughs> who that? Who that? Like, man, I gotta get my head fuck up out. You ain't got much longer. Antonio, what you always tell the people before they come snatching Brown up off of um, you? Man? Definitely um, happy Father's Day to all the listeners out there. Um, 
Like I said, cash app us. Give us, you know what I'm saying? Send us something for Send Father's it. Day, man. Let's speak it into existence. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. Um, Juneteenth, learn the history. Like I said, it's, it's a national holiday, so it ain't going nowhere. So oh, and, yeah. and, embrace and, it. And, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, uh, Antonio, you didn't get a chance to mention this, but I'm going to do it for you. Rest in peace, Al Pacino. Uh-oh. What you mean? What, what you mean? What you mean? mean? He, he passed away yesterday. No, he didn't, bro. Yes, he did. Yeah, rest in peace, Al Pacino, 83 years old. 83 years old. Bro, just, stop the cap. Just gave birth. Just stop gave the birth. cap. We don't know. Just if gave birth. Yeah. Nah, yeah, he just, him and, him and Robert De Niro out there. Well, I mean, not. Whoa. What? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, he bro, just had a new baby. Yeah, but Al Pacino ain't passed, bro. I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Rest in peace, Al Pacino, man. Nah, hey, bro, bro. Don't do that. Don't All do y'all listeners out there, DJ Aaron. Send him something for Father's Day because he acting brand new. Rip him out the plastic because he oh, acting brand new. He yeah. is, man. <laughs> he is, man. But definitely, definitely uh, make sure y'all subscribe to the channel. Yes, um, podcast.com Wolf, Main, Beer, Care, Holla at us. Brown, how can people reach you if they got more travel tips, Um, if they want to oh, go man. into the business, all that stuff? Tell us real quick. Pack and, pack and go travel on all social medias. I am so cool. On Instagram, Steven Gerard Brown on Facebook and Bushcraft Cool all over the world getting some woods. I got some big things come, big things popping with my new venture of making, you know, I'm going to always make some money. But I'm a bushcrafter as well. I got some big things come, big things popping. Y'all going to be surprised. Black folks do go to the woods. Black folks do do survival stuff. Y'all got to get to some woods because all this world travel has, you know, put me on another quest and opened my eyes. I don't like reading books and, you know, people start talking now. You know what I say? Where did you hear that? From Google? Yeah. yeah right. I heard Al Pacino was from, I heard that from TMZ, bro. So I, if it was yeah. on TMZ, I got to. No, they Google, host... they Google too. They live Google. They do. They do. They live Google. They're 87% from the field, though. That's a pretty high percentage, bro. I still don't believe that shit. But anyway, but Bush anyway. Crabbe did have a baby. He definitely did have a baby. That, that, that's 100% true. We're going to get y'all we're gonna get y'all to some woods. We're going to do a yes, podcast sir. in the woods. Let's do it. All right. So that's what I'm on. That's what I'm doing. Appreciate y'all guys. Hey, we out of here, y'all. Always. Peace. Peace.